He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here, and this is a TriCast. Uh, we have WABC uh, 770 leading uh, the broadcast, and uh, 970 AM, the answer, and WLIR. And this is a lot of common sense here. We have a common sense Democrat. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, a com- common sense Republican, uh, former Congressman Peter King. And my sidekick here, we have Lydia Serrani. And uh, Lydia, did you have a good weekend? I had a wonderful weekend, and we're going to have an even better show. We momentarily will be speaking with Miranda Devine of the New York Post. She has two great columns out, uh, one regarding Hunter Biden, the other about the immigration crisis. You think it's bad now? Wait till you see what's going to happen in just a couple of weeks. Then Mark Bronovich, he is the attorney general for Arizona. Again, he is one. He is representing Arizona. They're one of three states now suing to stop the migration crisis that's about to happen. Dr. Peter Mikolos, of course, he always has some great insight. And Kathy Wild of the for Alliance to President and CEO for the Partnership for New York City. And uh, she wants to get New York City back open again. And in studio, did you mention we'll also have Frank Carone? He is Mayor Adams, a chief of staff. So we, we're covering all around the world, around the block, and right here in New York City. Well, uh, he's... Uh... Miranda Devine on the line with us right now. Miranda Devine, you are one busy woman. And we were talking about it up in uh, John Katzmatini's office. You should get the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Lovely to speak to you. Um, that's not happening, and it's not something that we're even looking for. You know, I think the Pulitzer has been badly smeared or tarnished in recent years. I mean, look at the New York Times and the Washington Post, which completely ignored our story uh, on Hunter Biden's laptop and uh, got Pulitzers for the fake story about um, Russia collusion and Donald Trump. I mean, our story was true. It was legitimate. We, uh, you know, verified it and did all our due diligence before publishing. And uh, now, 18 months later, those same august publications have come around to admitting that actually our stories stories were right and uh, the laptop is real. Miranda, this is former Congressman Pete King. First of all, I read your column. I love it. And thank you for what you do. Is it possible they could take away those policies and give them to you instead? <laughs> <laughs> we bet on I that? doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. Do you know that the New York Times still has not given back a Pulitzer that that they got uh, from Walter Duranty uh, back in the times of the Soviet uh, gulags right. uh, saying, and, you know, the, the terrible things they were doing to Ukraine and everyone else at that stage. And he was an apologist for Stalin, and they haven't given back that Pulitzer from 1930, whenever it was. Um, so I doubt very much that, you know, they have any inclination. <laughs> no, I was only kidding. They never would. <laughs> no. Well, speaking not. of a, a debate, uh, Anthony Weiner, who's also a host here at WABC Radio, he has a show every weekend. What time is it, John, with Curtis Lee? Saturday afternoon, about uh, between 2 and 3. And he claims that there's not enough evidence about the Hunter Biden laptop Miranda Devine, what do you say to naysayers out there that they say there's simply not enough evidence? And by the way, Anthony Weiner wants to debate you regarding Hunter Biden. Tell us about your evidence, how thorough you've been, and what is the truth? Is Joe Biden involved or not? What do you know? That's hilarious. He wants to debate me. He's never even called me and asked me. I've got a few questions, actually, for him, too. So that would be very interesting. Well, we can arrange it. You know, we can arrange it prime time. 
And we'll guarantee protection. Equal time. For him. She doesn't Um, need it. (laughs) So, um, uh, look, basically, um, uh, what's he saying? There's not enough evidence to link Joe Biden to any of this? There wasn't enough evidence to to say that Joe Biden was getting the money, that uh, somebody else, it wasn't Hunter saying that I'm cutting him in or anything like that. It was somebody else. There's no proof he's the big guy. And we're just jumping to conclusions and... He did nothing right. wrong. Well, this is just the Democrat line. It's the line that Ron Klain, um, the White House chief of staff, ran yesterday on ABC with George Stephanopoulos when he was just saying that, you know, the president's confident that his family did nothing wrong. And um, anyway, these are private matters that have absolutely nothing to do with Joe Biden or the White House. Uh, that just on its face is ridiculous. Um, you know, um, Hunter Biden and the president's brother, Jim Biden, were getting millions of dollars from China, from Russia, from Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, Romania, you name it. They weren't getting that because of their brilliant business acumen. They were getting it only because they were related to the son of the president. So, um, you know, that, that on its face, you don't even need all the other evidence, which we have amply, not just from the laptop, but also from Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski, uh, all his material that he hands over to the FBI, all the WhatsApp messages and the emails and the documents, um, and his own testimony about having met with Joe Biden when um, the, the, you know, he was being vetted to, to run this joint venture with China. And, um, but th- th- that's not all. I mean, there's also evidence which was, again, available before the election, just like Tony Bobulinski's evidence and our laptop stories were available. Um, there's the excellent work done by Senators Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson, uh, and they have Treasury Department <coughs> documents which show part of the money trail of millions of dollars going from the Chinese into the coffers of uh, you know, the Biden family and their various associates. So, um, you know, you don't even need well, I that. I don't it. think anybody has any doubt that it went to uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, what I think what Anthony Weiner was trying to say, well, did it make its way to uh, Joe Biden, whether he was vice president or just out of, a, uh, out of office at that time? Well, there is a lot of evidence that we have that, that Joe Biden did personally, financially benefit. Um, you know, there's emails from Hunter Biden saying that um, bitterly that he had to give half his salary to his father, bitterly that he had to support the entire family for 30 years. Um, you know, there's also some evidence of uh, commingling of finances between Hunter and his father. Now, Hunter is a 52-year-old adult. That's not really the average thing that happens. Um, you know, shared bank accounts, um, shared debit cards, and also some evidence that Hunter was expected to pay various household bills for Joe, like a you know a monthly AT and T bill of you know one hundred and eighty dollars or so, but also bigger bills for maintenance and upkeep and renovations on his Delaware home. So uh, you know, I mean, there's certainly some evidence of that. How much do you need? No one's been put under oath. I don't have access to you know Joe Biden's bank account, but there's certainly enough there to, um, to to prompt questions, and we know that... Well, um, I'm that, sure that, Hunter Biden is probably guilty of at least not paying any taxes on that money. 
Well, listen, it's much more than that. I mean, you're talking as if all this is is some quarantine story about a wayward son who didn't pay his taxes, you know, because he was on drugs. That's the line that that the White House wants you to take. The evidence points in a very different direction. There is overwhelming evidence. Um, well, some, not some, some in other, terms of some money going people. to Joe Biden, but there is some evidence of money going to Joe Biden, and there is enormous amounts of evidence that Joe Biden was uh, meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners when he said to the American people that he didn't know anything about Hunter's overseas business dealings. Um, there's testimony from various people. And, um, and you know, you don't even know, need all that, though. Um, it's what I'm try, trying to say, John, that, you know, I've talked to lawyers. Um, uh, you know, we've got a story tomorrow about the fact that conspiracy, that corruption, um, they are crimes, you know, anywhere in the world where um, the son of a top official, like a vice president, um, is given millions of dollars, um, it, it doesn't matter principles is aware or benefited, that's corruption. And there is evidence that that not only was Joe Biden fully aware and, and involved, um, but also there is some evidence, not a lot, as I said, that he also financially benefited. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, now, you wrote another story uh, uh, last two days? Right. She talked about Title 42. I mean, you had some disturbing statistics in there, Miranda Devine, but we know you are very meticulous when it comes to your reporting. We're talking about another 5 million migrants by the midterms, by 18,000 a day if Title 42 is lifted. Title 42 basically allows migrants to come in and not have to even give a reason or be turned away. And by 2024, when we have the next presidential election, we can see an increase of 6% of the U.S. population in migrants. Is this possible? Well, this is just extrapolating the 18,000 a day number that we have border officials have said that they're anticipating and preparing for right. after Title 42 is next next month on May 23. So, I mean, it's just pure maths. Just multiply, right. you know, 18,000 a day by 365. Um, you're talking about, um, I think, you know, six and a half million a year. And if you just take, um, you know, basically from June through to November, um, that's whatever the number I worked out, that's um, before the midterms. You add that to the 2.5 million um, that have already been admitted to that have been encountered by border officials at the border. And um, that's not even counting the gotaways, uh, you know, the, the, the people that, that we don't even, that never even encountered the border officials. And, of course, Border Force is now so incredibly overwhelmed with these numbers that they're not even being able to be proactive and track those gotaways. So, um, you know, these numbers are enormous. They're dangerous. They are transforming the country. And the the cost to the country, um, you know, this has all been done secretly. Unlike an orderly immigration program, and America's always been extremely generous, you know, a million uh, green cards a year, for instance. Um, And America is a beacon you know, the land of milk and honey for so many poorer people in countries around the world. Um, So there has to be some sort of process to choose and filter out who you're going to let in. But that's not happening at the border. And so these people um, have been handed this open invitation by Joe Biden. And um, and they're being uh, at the border. They're just being flown around all over the country. We 
last night um, uh, intercepted one uh, that came from the El Paso via Oklahoma City and landed uh, around 11.30 last night at White Plains. Now, um, if you remember last October, um, we had uh, found a whole lot of uh, those planes were flying in. I got a tip off from somebody um, and we went out with a photographer and uh, recorded those planes coming in and the migrants coming off them and um, being put onto charter buses and sent to, you know, one lot was set off, let off at the New Jersey Turnpike, another lot was sent to some Catholic orphanage in Long Island and um, so on. And so we, we, we did all that in October and then there was a huge outcry and those flights stopped. But just from, you know, a publicly available flight data, we found that they started again in February and just so happened that one came in last night um, just after I'd filed my column. So um, I'm going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight uh, on Fox News talking about that. Right. Another flight to Westchester County and nobody even knows anything about it. Speaking of, I just want to also touch base back on Hunter Biden. Taxpayers, according to The New York Post, are reportedly shelling out more than $30,000 a month so the Secret Service can rent an estate in the upscale celebrity enclave of Malibu to protect Hunter Biden, who's living nearby in a resort-style home with enchanting panoramic views of the Pacific Ocean. Is this true? And if that's just the rent there, who's paying for the Secret Service agents? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm assuming that's true. That's not our story. But, um, I mean, it's no surprise. And, you know, to be fair, that happens with every administration. Um, you know, all the family members uh, all get, you know, get Secret Service protection. And, um, and you know, with Hunter Biden, he just happens to be living in a very ritzy neighbourhood. So if the Secret Service, they have to be nearby. I mean, he's not, not obviously allowing them to be on his property, even though he's got a huge house he's renting for 20000 a month. But um, they've obviously had to get a, a house close by and their expensive rents there. So I think I think the house is six bedrooms, probably enough for, for all the agents to have a bedroom. I mean, pretty nice life, really. And apparently they also, I mean, Secret Service has to have a house in um, Rehoboth Beach in Delaware and also in Greenville, Delaware, the two um, beautiful houses of Joe Biden. And so, again, these are not cheap neighbourhoods. And, you know, but the same um, would have been the case for the Trumps as well. And, you know, it's not cheap to, to have a place near Trump Tower or in Trump Tower. I don't know if they were in there or, you know, any of the other, um, uh, you know, very nice places that, that these, these presidents and their families end up living in or going going on holidays to uh, their Secret Service has to tag along with them. Miranda, for your research... to put their head. Miranda, uh, excuse me. Uh, for your research, how is the statements of uh, Bobulinski, how have they held up? Oh, 100%. Everything he said, um, you know, he was very careful and very deliberate. Everything he said, every document he provided um, has, has panned out, has been corroborated, and um, it's true. And he's just you know, you could not have uh, a more upright and um, honest witness. Miranda, and, it's, uh, uh, it's Richard yeah. Weinberg. Where do you think the uh, Delaware grand jury is going to go in terms of the investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office? Well, I don't know. I mean, it started off, we're told, as a tax um, evasion inquiry back in 2018. And um, we now know that it's expanded to include money laundering and uh, also violations of the foreign Agents Registration Act, the, the foreign lobbying uh, rules, and um, their criminal charges. And 
Also, they're looking at um, a democratic lobbying shop called Blue Star Strategies that was heavily involved in uh, Burisma, um, you know, that Ukrainian energy company in, in sort of lobbying or help, anyway, in advising them. So, uh, and, and, you know, I'm told that a lot of the questions, half the questions being asked are about Blue Star Strategies. Um, and we saw the New York Times a couple of weeks ago when they, the first time when they, the dam burst and actually admitted that the laptop was true in the 24th paragraph, the story was actually about um, rehearsing Hunter Biden's legal defences for those three potential criminal charges or, you know, uh, offences. So, so even uh, when they admit it, they're running a cover for him. Well, I don't know running a cover, but I mean, they're obviously running what they're hoping that he can get out of any serious, char- you know, any serious indictments. So, um, for instance, they said he's paid back $1 million in unpaid taxes he had to borrow from uh, a friend um, and or a kind benefactor. Um, and so, but that, that really doesn't help because the investigation had already started. Um, you would know as a judge. Um, and then on on uh, Farah, they said that um, he could, uh, you know, retroactively um, register as a foreign agent and therefore maybe the criminal charges would be downgraded to civil charges. And then they said um, that somehow that would make the money laundering charge go away because it's never done as a standalone charge. But, um, you know, I've talked to law- I've run that by lawyers and they say that's nonsense. But obviously that's what, that's what Hunter's lawyers are trying. And this flight that you mentioned that came in last night to the Westchester County Airport, uh, I mean, is there any, do we know for sure that, because I I live in Westchester County and I've been told that the leaders know nothing about it. Nobody gets a heads up about it. They just come in and the buses, you know, pick them up and they disperse them throughout the country. Yeah, no, um, look, we don't know. And the reason we don't know is because they've changed um, their sort of, you know, their routines from what they were doing last year when we were photographing them. Um, it was easy to photograph them then and see the, the uh, migrants come off the plane um, because uh, it was just in a different part of the tarmac. It's still a private part of the tarmac. It was at Ross Aviation West. Now it's at Ross Aviation East, which is on the other side um, of the tarmac. So um, our brilliant photographer, um, Chris Sadowski, managed to get some very long-distance um, shots of so that John, John Katzmatidis, what does that tell you when they're doing things in the cloak of darkness, in the dead of night, and in away from a public view? What was the old expression? Something's rotten in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, well, uh, maybe we'll we maybe we will get you guys together, and uh, you never know if you guys want to do that, and. Uh, <laughs> It'll be, a, uh, well, it'll be an exciting, it'll be an exciting event. Well, I, I don't want to be too mean to him because I think he's got absolutely zero evidence. And obviously, I've written a book on the laptop, and I've spent a year immersed in it and have lots of sources. And he has none of that, so um, it would be a pretty one-sided uh, competition. <laughs> but I'm, I'm all for it. I'm happy to do it. And I would ask him some questions of my own. So yeah. he just have to have to uh, be be up for that. I will uh, let him know. Uh, thank okay. you for uh, coming on today, and thank you for everything you do, do to have uh, truth in our uh, in America. Brilliant. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. thank you to all of you. Let's take a break, and when we come back... We're going to speak with the Attorney General of Arizona regarding the migrant crisis, and then I'm also going to bring, you, bring attention. There's a new story that just broke regarding BLM. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. Stay tuned.